Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk some football. Let's do it with our guy, Nick Costos. You better, you bet. Right before we pop on the air with Ken Barkley, Lockie Lockerson. Nick, what's up, man? What's going on, uh, Ryan and Trista? Great to be on with you tonight. How we? Oh, it is such a pleasure. I am sharing the airwaves with a legend, a sneakerhead, one of the best hair in the business. Thank you. Etsy Ine Izoe, Nick. Oh, Nick. I have a tattoo. I lived in Greece. So to be on the air with a legend of sports betting, the founder of Wagertainment, the prop king, it is just a pleasure. <laughs> No, I, 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 that's a hell of an introduction. I, I really appreciate the kind words. And yeah, no, I, I saw that you, uh, that you successfully copped the, uh, the Sakai waffle clot uh, earlier today, which I thought was really awesome. I've got a couple pairs of Sakais already, and I don't mean that. I'm just like, that sounds like a real humble brand. It break. sounds like, which color did you get? The ones that are more hype and probably m- worth more on StockX? I looked and see if I could flip these, the orange ones, and it's like a $100 profit, so now I'm going to have to rock them. Oh no, those are awesome! You should definitely not flip those. No, I have the uh, the summit gray pair and then the green, um, like orange and like pair that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, those so, are the good uh, ones. So, no, I'm yeah. a huge fan of those. Yeah, are they comfortable? Like, how do they stack up to the Yeezys in terms of comfort? Uh, Yeezys are probably more comfortable because I think Boost is probably the, like the most comfortable sneaker technology. But like, the, they're not uncomfortable, and they look absolutely like ridiculously cool. So like, the Sakai's might be like my like my favorite sneaker right now. They're great. Oh yeah, they're fire. And I'm like, I'm one of those people who have uh, very limited colorways in their in their sneaker collection. So I'm just excited to get into the like bright neon game you know what i mean i dig it never look yeah back. i actually think that's a decent fall colorway right with the orange and the red you get the little pop of like uh like lime green there to like make it stand out a little bit i i love that shoe and we love you what did you think about monday night football last night like Derek carr going from maybe one of the worst quarterbacks we've ever seen to Easy. joe namath in the span of like two and a half minutes oh yeah um I well, I I loved the game because I ended up winning a lot of bets at the very end because the game got like completely drunk and I thought I was going to lose all the prop bets I put in yesterday and I literally won all of them except for Mark Andrews over so that was really nice. It was nice that Derek Carr after like it, it was it was crazy. It's like Tecmo Bowl when you only have eight plays except they only had one play in the first half and it was the throw to Darren Waller on every play. Yes, which is like re, which is fine because like Waller's awesome, but also like he's double covered, he's triple covered, and you've got these wide receivers you've invested resources and maybe throw them the ball. So they figured that out at the end, which is nice. So I hit the uh, the rugs over, the Edwards over, Latavius Murray anytime touchdown by virtue of Tyson Williams missing that uh, block and pass protection leading to one of the two Lamar fumbles um, that got him benched. So overall, like a good game last night for me, as opposed to what we learned from the game. Um, I I don't think the Raiders are very good still. I, I think I'm more worried about Baltimore than I am like enthused about about Vegas. I think the Raiders are going to have big time trouble on defense as the season moves along. Max Crosby looked like you know uh, like a Hall of Fame pass rusher last night. Alejandro Villanueva was absolutely dreadful. So I think that was more to do with Villanueva than it has to do with uh, with Crosby. So the Raiders defense not very good. The offensive line also I think is is not any great shakes. They will got they will get Richie Incognito back Sunday um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which will help. But I don't think the Raiders are a very good team. I am worried about Baltimore. The schedule is absolutely brutal to start the year. The offensive line is bad and it's 
not healthy. The team is really not healthy right now in the secondary, especially like you could see that Lamar and Tyson Williams aren't on the same page right now in terms of the exchanges. Yeah. That's why we saw Murray, I think, more late in that game. And I think Baltimore staring down the barrel of 0-2, obviously, with the Sunday night home day coming up against the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up, Nick, because I'm looking at that one right now, and the Chiefs are now three-and-a-half-point favorites over at MGM, and maybe this is a trap, but I have to take Mahomes and the Chiefs even on the road against that Baltimore team. Uh, your thoughts on that one on Sunday night? Because, again, three-and-a-half, man, I mean, I feel like i got to go Kansas City here. Yeah, and I feel like that number is probably just going to go up. I'm right. seeing some fours on the board as well for uh, for Kansas City. Uh, I, I haven't decided yet what I want to do with the side in that game. I, I can't imagine that I have, I'm going to have a lot of interest in playing Baltimore. So I so I, I don't know yet. I've got like a bunch of other NFL bets um, already like locked in for coming up for this week. But if I had to bet something in that game right now, I'm sure I'll have a lot of props. But uh, I think the over actually makes a lot of sense. And I know it's really high at 55, but you tell me, right? Derek Hart throws for 430-plus yards last night. Tell me how Patrick Mahomes isn't going to absolutely like slice and dice this uh, this Ravens secondary down a bunch of players, even if Jimmy Smith comes back here. And Baltimore should be able to run it on Kansas City here. So no bets officially placed yet, but I would lean towards the over in Kansas City. Uh, it makes me pretty square of the favorite and the over in primetime, but that's where I'm leaning right now. Hey, Nick, I try not to overreact anything that I see week one, but both of our teams look like trash. Now, for my team, they're supposed to be Super Bowl contenders, and they don't even get into the end zone. Aaron Rodgers played literally his worst game since 2000. 15 against the Broncos. He was terrible. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Giants coming up on Thursday night? Three-point road dogs. Daniel Jones, man, I wanted to believe he is, uh, he's awful. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I told you enough. Bart <laughs> you went, how many times did I tell you and Bart this on uh, Milwaukee Radio? Nick, Bart wanted me to play it. Bart was offering me, uh, he wanted to Venmo me to play 100 bucks uh, Daniel Jones MVP, and I told him I couldn't do that. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like I, Bart said that on the air, and I was like, Bart, like, what, what are you talking about, brother? Like, Bart's too smart for that kind of stuff. Um, so two things. One, the Giants think, two, they're a good bet at anything over three on Thursday night against Washington. Remember, this is not Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's Taylor Heineke starting. So you want to tell me that, like, it should be four with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Uh, okay, maybe we can have that conversation. With Heineke, I feel like this number needs to be three. doesn't mean that Washington can't win or cover or embarrass the Giants here. Just think that anything above the field goal is valuable for the Giants with the backup quarterback going for Washington. So Giants plus three and a half, an easy bet for me to make on Thursday. As for the Packers, yeah, definitely not as bad as they looked on, uh, on Sunday against the Saints. You would imagine that they'll come out and play better Monday night. Um, next week against the Detroit Lions, where they're a ten and a half point favorite. I actually think I'm probably going to bet Detroit in that game, honestly, just yeah. because you know they were so bad. They were so bad in that game, and Panay Sewell was really good on the left side of the offensive line, and that could end up being like when Taylor Decker comes back, we'll see what the Lions end up doing. But that's great news because Sewell at right tackle in training camp in the preseason looked brutal. Their first round pick, the tackle out of Oregon, he was great in that game against San Francisco. So I think that certainly helps Detroit and helps this offense. I think we might be in for a track meet, honestly, with Jeffrey Okuda done for the year, where you know that Rodgers is going to get back on track. I actually think MBS is going to have a big game. I'm picking him up in some season-long fantasy leagues to start him coming up in week number two. And I think Detroit showed you, like with Jared Goff, I, I think they're going to be able to put some points up on the board. Like, they're not good, and the defense is bad. So I think Rodgers will be able to put points up on the board. But I think the Lions can score, too. So I guess an initial thought on this game, no bets placed yet, would be Lions plus the points and over the 48-and-a-half. Nick, you talk about track meets. I see 51 for Cowboys Chargers. Uh, Lyle Collins out, and the turnstile, as I like to call him, Terrence Steele, is going to be starting at right tackle. Uh, bo- oh, boy. I, uh, I just went on a rant for probably about five minutes about how the only play as a Cowboys fan I can make is the over. Uh, do you like 
I mean, Ryan likes the side. He likes the Cowboys here. He, I don't know why, but he does. What do you think? Well, I think if you can get 51 right now, I would look to grab that because this number is going up. Like I'm seeing like, like, like I, I see 55 right now at Bet River. So if you can get a 51, I feel like that just grab it just because you're going to get four points of closing line value there on the over. Um, I, once this kind of hits like it's Zenith in the market, like if it's going to be 55 somewhere in that range, I'm not saying the game can't go over the total. I just, I need to see it from the Chargers offense here. Like, like they scored 20 points last week. I get it. It's against Washington and, and Dallas is not as good a defense, but I kind of no. need to see this kind of play out a little bit. And also like, you know, Mike McCarthy has shown a pension for wanting to kick the old goals with Greg Zerland, what yeah. he probably should be going for it. So yeah. it's not that the game can't go over the total. It's just that I'm like, I'm less enthused about playing that total than I am like some other overs potentially. And as far as Ryan liking the Cowboys, I can tell you, Ryan, you know, we did um, earlier today on You Better You Bet, the game's Ken Barkley, my co-host, is already bet for week two. He really likes Dallas. He thinks that he, he lines Dallas as a one-point favorite in this game on yeah. the road. I don't know if I'm there yet on Dallas. I just think the Chargers have a massive coaching advantage in this game. I love right. me some Brandon Staley. Yeah. So I, I don't know yet what I want to do with this game. Um, this is actually one of the games that I'm kind of like torn on right now. And I promise like I do have a bunch of bets, just not uh, with the games you've asked me about just yet. Yeah, we'll get your take on some of these. Um, one other, I'm just looking for overreactions, you know, from the market after week one. And one I was looking at a couple weeks back was pretty much a pick and it was Arizona at home taking on the Vikings. And the Vikings obviously lose to the Bengals in overtime. And Arizona looked damn good, although I'm not very high on Tennessee this year. But I'm looking at that four and a half, and I feel like I don't want to do it. It's disgusting, but I feel like I almost have to play the Vikings as four and a half point road dogs against Arizona. Your thoughts, Nick? Well, I'll kind of pair Minnesota, Ryan, with another team you just mentioned here that looked terrible in week one um, against Arizona, and that was the Tennessee Titans. And I'm going to be on both Minnesota and Tennessee this weekend. Yeah. Again, like, like these, they, they could easily lose. Not saying that these are locks, just that these are like incredibly easy bets to make. Like, Tennessee's offense is going to be better. Like, it actually can't be worse. And I guess we're going to learn something about Seattle's defense, right? Seattle's defensive front was outstanding against the Colts. But then you take into account, you know, Quentin Nelson, not 100% and the Colts on their third-string left tackle. But, you know, maybe the Seattle defense is actually good. Or maybe the Titans' offensive line bounces back, gives Ryan Tannehill some time to throw, and we see the Titans be able to keep this game close, maybe even pull the outright upset here. So Tennessee's an easy bet, and Minnesota is an easy bet as well. And I like Arizona a lot. I think the defense has a chance to be, like, really good this year. The head coach is ultimately going to hold them back. Looks like Ryan Gosling, but as oatmeal for brains. Cliff Kingsbury. So <laughs> I can't get there, like, season-long on Arizona, but I'm on Minnesota, and I will be on Tennessee. Two easy bets for me to make this week, week number two. Now, Nick, what do you think about Cincinnati at Chicago? I think Chicago's minus two and a half the last time I saw it. I like what Joe Burrow's doing, and it doesn't feel like Matt Nagy knows what he's going to do at quarterback. Do you like Cincinnati plus two and a half? Uh, I haven't bet this game yet, but, like, if I can get Cincinnati at three, that's something that I would be interested in here in, like, the Andy Dalton revenge game, which is, like, which is so ridiculous. I mean, like, this Bears offensive line is in absolutely brutal shape. Like, Jason Peters, they were down to their fourth-string left tackle on Sunday against Ugh. the Rams. And, and and you're right, like, Nagy didn't really show that he had any idea what he was doing here. So um, I don't have a bet on this game yet, but I think that if I had to bet it right now and I could get three with Burrow and the Bengals, 
uh, I, I would take it. And I think this is like probably a monster Tyler Boyd game. Uh, Jalen Johnson's a good cornerback. Chicago's like one decent corner. I think we're going to see teams dominate with underneath routes against uh, against the uh, the Bears this year. So I guess that's probably Higgins. That's probably Boyd. Maybe Chase gets one over the top. But I do think Burrow and company are going to have a lot of success. And I think Joe Mixon will have a big game rushing and receiving like he did in week one against Minnesota. Mick, I love the Sunday show. It's it's tremendous. And I love, you know, obviously everything that you guys provide throughout the week. So I don't want to uh, steal all your picks away and have you just give them out here on a Tuesday, but on a Tuesday, what what is your, what's your strongest, what's your strongest leaner play that you've played uh, so far? Um, My strongest one. I mean, I kind of like some of the ones that we've already talked about quite a bit. Um, Let me look at the board here and see like, what's my strongest? Well, I'm going to bet the Jaguars. Um, That's probably worrisome, right? Because they were really bad. um, Obviously last week, but like, you can't, I can't get the six here. Like, you can't tell me Denver's a six-point road favorite in this game. And, you know, Ken Barkley said this on the show yesterday, and I spent a lot of time thinking about it today. He said he really liked Atlanta. He had some trends, like, uh, that led him towards Atlanta, plus 12 and a half on the road in Tampa. And, like, I, I, I think the number's right. I'm not saying the number's wrong. I think Tampa should be this big a favorite um, in this spot against Atlanta. So it's not like, oh, like, the number's wrong. It should be this. No, 12 and a half, I think, is about where it should be here. But I think we're going to see Atlanta have similar success in the passing game to what we saw Dallas had last week. And, look, like, Matt Ryan's not as good as Dak Prescott. Like, the weapons aren't necessarily as good as what Dallas has. But Murphy Bunting, you know, dislocates his his, his armor's elbow or whatever last week, so he's not going to play in this game here. Tampa secondary looks really beatable, and I think a closer, like a deeper dive into the Falcons-Eagles game shows you that they were pretty close to Falcons on a couple drives here, especially with Ridley and Pitts. Tons of targets, tons of air yards. They settled for two short field goals. It's been their bugaboo for a long time, even with this new coaching staff now with Arthur Smith and company, but I think the Falcons are going to be able to find success, uh, find success offensively here in this game, so I think this is a big bounce-back spot for Pitts. I think it's a big bounce-back spot for Calvin Ridley. I think the Falcons are going to find a way to fall inside the number here. Falcons plus 12 and a half in Tampa coming up. Nick, thanks so much, man. We'll be listening tomorrow night. Have a good night. I really appreciate it. Ryan and Trista, thank you very much. And Trista, I look forward to seeing a picture of you in those brand new Sakai's oh, on your I, Twitter account. You, so, better yeah. bet, you better, you bet. I will. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Nick Costos, you could hear him every single night before we pop on the air. You better, you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Father right after. Of Wagertainment. The founder of Wagertainment. And we don't we don't steal that from him because Nick does not like when people steal. Founding it. father in his bio. Founding father of hashtag Wagertainment. And yeah. a sneakerhead. So I like pretty much everything that he likes this week. Except for Jags. You don't like Jags. You like Denver minus could, six. I just don't know that I could play that one at all. What a trash you know dumpster what I mean? fire. I, know, I just everything. Don't, I don't think I could take that one. I really, I really, really don't we're think ants, I could do that. We're an anti-Urban Meyer show. So we cannot bet on the Jags at all until he is fired or until he resigns.